0: Let's mix it up, change it up and dominate. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Hi, it's Rob Moore here and welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. The theme for this podcast is finding sophisticated investors and high net worth individuals. So we're in a, a marketing mastermind again and the questions come up around the table and I wanted to share with you some strategies to find wealthier clients, joint venture partners, investors, financiers, etc. So I'm going to give you A, some specific things you can do, and then maybe some more general ones to test. So I'll start with the specific. Definitely finding people on LinkedIn is a good strategy for approaching higher net worth, or at least getting them in your contacts. Now, a strategy that doesn't work, in my opinion, very well on LinkedIn is to go and add people carte blanche, click, 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 add, 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 and then immediately say, hey, I'm Dave and I want a million quid. Um, Because you all know when you get pitched directly via direct message, as soon as someone's added you, that is not my play. I'd never do that. Here's what you do. You strategically target people. Now, this is quite a clever little thing, but it's easy to do. And you can use this on Google and on LinkedIn. So you would maybe want to target one person. So let's say, I'll just use my name as an example. So let's say, you know, you wanted to target and find me to add me on LinkedIn. When you go onto my LinkedIn, on the right-hand side, about one scroll down, it'll show other people on LinkedIn that are like me. And so you'll find Mark Homer, my business partner, and you'll find other people that LinkedIn deems through its algorithm is kind of like me or on my level. So all you actually need to do is get one name. You might just go on, you might go on Property Rich List UK and you might just find 10 people. You put them into LinkedIn. Now getting connections with a billionaire might be hard, but you can still try and connect them. And if, you, if they've got 30,000 connections they their max, then you follow them. But then on the right-hand side underneath, you will have people like them. So you, you then go on their profile and try and connect or follow them if their connections are maxed. A follow means you can see their content, but they can't see yours. A connection means it's two-way. And then you go down the side of, of their profile and you're reaching second, third, fourth, and fifth stage. And before you know it, you're building a, a LinkedIn connections black book of hundreds of high-net-worth individuals. Then what you do, and this is the elegant bit, is you start putting videos and content out on your LinkedIn that speaks to that market. So the kind of deals you're doing, instead of putting little single let deals you're doing, put the big shopping centers or the business parks. You know, the kind of content you put out there speaks to someone who's worth five to 50 million or has got a million or 10 million to invest instead of saying no money down or stuff like that. And you start curating your content to talk to that market. And then, as long as you're a connection with them, in their feed, they see your content, they watch your content, and they go, this guy looks like he deals with high net worth investors. These are the kind of deals that I'm interested in. And then you start having that pull effect. Now, of course, it doesn't happen overnight. I think it's much better to do it that way rather than to pitch to them. I'm in the fortunate position where I mentor quite a lot of celebrities and I know a lot of big hitters. Uh, and I could say to them, hey, I'd really like to get X on my podcast, i.e. your mate. But I can ask you that once. Like if I've known you for a few months or even a year and we've got a good relationship, but maybe we're not mega deep friends yet. And I say to you, oh, you know, you're a billionaire, mate. Introduce me to him. I've got one go at asking that. And if I start too early, you're going to go, no, you, you might be polite to me, but you might, oh, you just want to know me for my contacts list. So I'm very careful about how I time when I ask for introductions, because I feel like if I do it early once, I could really break rapport. And like I said, when they're hundred million, billion or me- mega celebrities, they must have people doing that all the time, just wanting them for their contacts. So I like to build a relationship over a, quite a long period of time. And I like to look, put a lot of content out there that they can see so they feel that they know me more than I know them. So that's the first thing, is LinkedIn and properly curating a, a long-term strategy. The next thing you can do is you can go to Business Angels events. So there's Angel's Den, there's London Business Angels. In most decent cities, there's a business angel meeting, where you've got investors angels, dragons, vultures, and people who've got uh, investment requirements. So you've got individuals, private money. You've got people who represent funds, so grouped money. You've got someone who's, you know, might have made a hundred million pounds worth of investments. You've got people who are in pooled group investments. They have to have set up investment clubs. Now, again, there's two ways to play this. You either go there. And you speak to the organiser and you say, I want to pitch for money, in which case you stand behind a lectern and you get brought out almost like cattle or a horse being paraded. And then you go and do your eight-minute pitch and you either get some interest or you don't. And then you're kind of always positioned, Oh well, that's a, that, that guy runs that startup and he's looking for money. I never pitched for money when I went to Business Angels and Angels Den, et cetera. I went and just networked with everyone and started talking to everyone. And when they say, you know, what do you do? I say, well, I'm an investor. Well, when I first went, I wasn't investing my own money as a business. I was a property investor. So I was telling the truth. I'm an investor. But they, I guess, all thought I was an investor. Investor. What do you invest in? Well, I'm I'm mostly in in property-related investment. So I kept what I do really generic. And then I just get them talking. What do you do? What do you invest in? How many investments do you make? And, you know, and, and... and try and build a relationship with those individuals and then get to know them. So like, try not to do the business in that room. I'll try and meet them in that room and then do the business outside of that room. That definitely works really well. The next thing you can do is people that you have got a good relationship with and you know, you can ask them who they know or who they believe you should speak to. So if if I said to you, look, how many millionaires do you know? You're going to probably be a bit defensive. If I said, look, I've got some shopping centre developments. Who do you think I should be speaking to about investing in those? If you know someone, you've got the choice now to recommend them to me. And I've done it in a way that I haven't asked you. I've kind of done it vicariously, if you like. And if you don't know anyone, you might say, oh, well, you should speak to Andres Paniotto. You know, or you should speak to John Hunt or, you know, whoever. Um, and, and they might mention a name and then you can go and search out that person Then you can add them on LinkedIn and that kind of thing. So don't be scared to reach out to your contacts. I said earlier, didn't I, that a lot of people do networking, but they don't really follow up. Uh, and I definitely, as a matter of course, I'd have a little system, you know, maybe get a Sophia to help you with that. Uh, and every time you go to an event and you get a business card, Follow up them the next day with a nice message. Hi, Steve. It was nice to meet you. I was the guy with the green tie. We had a little bit of a chat. I know you probably get loads of people, but you know when we all network and no one follows up, I'm not that kind of guy. Tell me if there's, you know, you don't want to speak to me again, but I always like to follow up with my contacts because I think that's professional. I, I mostly do properties and I raise investments for bigger scale developments. What do you do? Tell me a bit more about yourself. If you get a reply. Now, most people would reply to that. Um, And then once they reply, you know, maybe um, say, hey, should we have a quick chat on the phone or send them a WhatsApp voice memo, you know, like we talked about before. Um, So don't be scared to reach out to your existing contacts. Um, And I think the problem with raising finance is that we think about raising finance when we need the money. But that's like dating when you haven't been laid for a few years. It's probably a bit dangerous. I did just say that on a podcast. Everyone's like, did you really just say that on a podcast? Um, But like, you're probably best looking to raise money before you need the money because then no one gets that sense of desperation or no one wants to feel like you're wanted only for your money or your contact. People want to feel like they're wanted for their business experience or because you care about them, you trust them, they trust you. So you're, you're better off going for a few months to build connections, to raise finance before you've got the deal and you don't have the need for the money then so that you can build it on a more trusting platform because people can always sense when you need their money you you sweat it. It's just something that we can sense. You know, if you the more desperation you have for a deal, the more that's gonna come through. Um, so a bit like you know, when we talked earlier about the marketing plan and setting the, the events a year in advance and then doing the marketing plan for the event three months before and creating that timeline plan, you'd kind of wanna have a little bit of a, a round of going out and meeting people before you need the money. Next thing then, charity balls. Charity auctions and functions you want to get yourself to as much as you can. Now, first off, it's a really cool thing. You know, at first when I went to charity boards, I was a bit like, oh, this is just a bit of a, mm, but that was just me being a grumpy so-and-so. Um, I, I got invited to Justin Rose's charity ball. That was fantastic. Met some great people there. They, ra- we, like the whole event raised a million quid for their charity, which is phenomenal. Uh, honestly, there were some big hitters in that room. Kevin Peterson was in the room. Olly Murs was in the room. Seb Coe was in the room. John Terry was in the room. Jamie Redknapp was in the room. There were billionaires in the room. I just could go on and on and on and on. And I was sat on, um, I wasn't sat on Justin's table, but I was sat on his family's table. I was sat next to Suzanne Shaw, who's in Hearsay, who I know very well. And I wasn't going around with my T-shirt, t-shirt saying, JV Finance wanted, you know, with my number on the back. I just went because it was a great place to meet really interesting people. And I met a lot of really interesting people. Um, And then Jake Wood, he invited me to his charity ball. We took eight tables at Jake Wood's charity ball. Half took over the place. Um, And that was fantastic. And I met some Theo Perfitis was there. Nick Leeson was there. Do you remember in Bearing's Bank Chap? He was there. Um, I, I can't remember some of the other names. There were some big names there. So I would go to as many of them as you can and just get a, you know, you're a bubbly guy, you're a chatty person, you're probably not worried about going up and having a chat with someone, chat to people, take your business cards, swap business cards, everyone was there, you, you know, like when there's celebrities at these, everyone goes up and gets a photo, go, oh, Kenny Dalgleish, he was at one of the ones I was at, I actually didn't dare talk to him because he's like one of my biggest heroes ever because I'm a Liverpool fan, um, but you go there um, and, hi, you know, like, love what you do, can we have a quick photo, have a quick chat, swap cards. Um, they are a good source of meeting people. Now, if you go to a charity ball and you know someone and they can introduce you to someone, that's better. So when I went to Justin Rose's one we um, we were able to go to the after show party um, where you're not allowed to take your mobile phones out, where there's a lot of massive celebrities in there that are sort of, there's this unwritten rule that no one does selfies or videos or anything like that so that they can all relax a bit and get a bit pissed and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, any of those kind of functions, balls, etc., I would definitely try and get yourself to. Um, so, there's four ways to start with to meet high net worth individuals. The next thing I would do when you're adding all of these names on LinkedIn is I'll go onto Google and do the same thing. So, when you go into Google and you type in, let's say you type, type my name, it will, in that it has related searches on the right hand side halfway down. And it'll give you five other people and a little thumbnail of them. So um, Google a few names of people who you know are either clients you've dealt with before who've got good money or people you know have got good money or they're the right kind of investor for you. And then Google them and then follow them on all their social media, not just Facebook. And then start commenting on some of their posts so they see your name. And you start, you know, make sure you've got a photo where they can see your face. You know, some people have photos, you can't really see what they look like because you don't really have that mind space. Um, And and some of these are influencers. Some of these are more private. Some of these are more public. Um, But I I guess if you could find 100 to 200 of them and follow them and comment on their posts, in the end, you're going to get quite well seen by them. You can end up becoming a top fan or a follower. Um, And then when the time is right, private message them. Next thing then is you've built all these contacts and we talked about this before you start handwriting them letters, you know, and it's, hi, it's Steve. I've been following you for a few months. I love what you do. Um, Forgive me for being so bold, um, but I think we're in the same business and I think we see things the same way. I wondered if you might want to meet up for a coffee and talk about, you know, maybe how we can grow your property investments. Because at some point you've got to start, stop dancing. And flirting and you've got to start making some business moves I just think you time that and if they've had a few touch points with you then you're probably right to do that and, and I think if you approach them with a letter because in your world when you're looking for millionaires it's worth taking a bit of time and spending a fiver on you know really good paper and taking that time to write those letters and of course you can get someone else to write the letters for you I just know no one else is doing that. When was the last time you got a handwritten letter through your letterbox? Yeah, there you go. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything.